Welcome in to another episode of the Sit Down with Shane. I'm your host, Shane Barrett. You can find me on Twitter at FFShaneB. And joining me tonight is the DLF podcast director. That's Dynasty League Football, folks. Member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. Co-host of the Trade Addicts Podcast. I cannot talk. And one of the co-hosts for Dynasty. I have that effect on people. I get it. You do. You're just beautiful. And it is your Dynasty Outhouse, Russ. Russ, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm excited. Like we, we, I feel like we scheduled this like five months ago at this point, but I think it was like a month ago. It was probably a month, month and a half ago. Whenever I came on with you and Rocky. Yeah, the time has lost all meaning. I have absolutely no idea what it was, but I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I am. S- Let's talk things. What are, what are we talking about? You. <laughs> that's, that's a terrible idea. Your face right there was perfect. That's all I needed. <laughs> all right. Before we talk about you, though, I do have a quick ad read for Ooh. Thrive. So come prop up on Thrive Fantasy next football season. Thrive is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. It's super fun. You choose 10 out of the 20 available props to build your fantasy lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value based on the likely li- likelihood of the over and the under hitting. And you hit the most props, rack up the most points, and win a share of the prize pool. And clearly, by my talking skills, you can tell that it's easy to win on Thrive because even I can win on Thrive. So use promo code FFShaneB on the App Store, Play Store, or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. That could have been worse, but it could have been better. The definition of my life, so it's fine. <laughs> What's up, Geek Mill? He's excited He's for this What's going on? Too. Answer. Answer him! Well, he put his excited for this episode, so I guess that is, that is sort of answering. Exactly. All right. You ready to get started? I No, let's start over. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if I have enough words left for that to go well. <laughs> Straighten the glasses. Just... Mike! Let's go. All right, let's get it. All right. When was your first fantasy football league? Two thousand and four or five. Um I was a huge hockey fan growing up. And if you are alive in the late 90s, early 2000s, hockey went on strike like three times in five years. And I was just like, I can't do this. This is crap. And then my friend hands me a copy of ESPN NFL 2K5. Wow. And my life was never the same. Wow. Instantly, I'm just like, okay. This is freaking great. I can do this. Let's do this. So, yeah, ever since I've been all about football, like, and right away, of course, because I mean, I played fantasy hockey a little bit. Okay. Like at the beginning of the internet, where we still calculated it by hand, Ooh. but looked up the stats on the internet as opposed to waiting for the newspaper. Okay. okay. That's a little better. Yeah. Just. Just slightly, but and it's really better. funny because I remember like very distinctly. I was in fifth grade, and we thought of this on our own. Weirdly enough, like it's not like we saw fantasy sports, and we were just like, and it was during the play. The playoffs were just about to start, and we're just like, we yeah. should do something fun because you know, at that time the Devils weren't good yet, 
And it was just like, all right, cool. What should we do? What should we do? All right. Well, how about this? In hockey, you, you, points wise, you get two points for a goal, one point for an assist. So let's just pick players in the playoffs and nice. we'll get two points if they score a goal, one if they get an assist. And if a goalie gets a, you know, you lose the amount of points for however many goals get scored on your goalie and okay, you get yeah. five if they get a shutout. And we literally just made this up as we went along. That's and awesome. then it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, this is a thing. And like, I really remember what it was because I was passing notes in fifth grade around to my friends asking if I they wanted to it. join this. And my teacher yelled, gambling is illegal. How dare you bring this into my classroom? And I was just like, <laughs> don't, don't, I don't want to go to jail. Don't arrest me. Don't call the police. I didn't do anything wrong. I was just wanted to play a game. And like, seriously, like, I, but yeah, no, that. That was that was my real introduction to fantasy sports in general. Nice, but yeah. It was like once ESPN NFL Two K Five hit my hands, football ever since right into fantasy football. It took me a while to get into Dynasty, but yeah, it's. I remember the days where I was like, guys, I'm in four fantasy football leagues. How do you do that? How do you have the time? And how many are you in now? Well, now I'm down to 19, but at my highest, I think, was 36. Oh, my God. Dynasty Leagues? Uh, 34 then, because Scott Fishbowl and my buddies Keeper League are the two that are redraft. Oh, my God. Um, wow. Okay. Is your first league that you joined still going? No. Um, I got... It was my league. Um, I, again, you want something done, you got to do it yourself, right? So I wanted to get people into fantasy football. So I started a league. And at the time, it was probably like a six-team league. But it was like, again, just to get people into it. Yeah. And different iterations of that kept going. And then it turned into Mutant League Foosball, which if – well, that was just the name of our league. It was a regular fantasy football okay. league. But, uh, again, if you grew up in the early 90s, there was a Sega Genesis game, Mutant League Football. Okay. And if you've seen the water boy, you know, his mom calls it foosball. So yeah. we just uh, yeah. combined the two. Uh, and that was our keeper league. That ran for about 10 or 11 years. And what was great about that was we built our own trophies. Oh, my gosh. It was the coolest thing I've ever done. Like, okay, no, that's a lie. It's one of the coolest things I've ever done, though, because it was like legit looking. I, um, the winner's trophy was called the Shredder. It was um, three, like three poles that like were on a V with a plate, and then a trophy on top of it. And in the middle of the bottom tier was a little stand and we took a shredder toy from the Ninja Turtles spray painted in gold. And we've, I got little turtle shells from Mario Kart toys, uh -huh. spray painted those gold, put them like their little posts on top of the wooden post. Like, and yeah. my friend who was uh, an electrical worker at the time, like is good with his hands. He had all these tools. So like he like, beveled the sides of the like it was legit we lacquered it we you know epoxied everything like so yeah like that thing was solid and then the, the loser trophy it was really funny we i knew what i wanted to do and i'm like who is the most annoying pop culture character you can think of and i'm like 
I want to make a trophy of that guy. And I got two answers from almost everyone. Okay. Like right now, let's pretend, again, it, it's been a while. So let's pretend it's like 10 years ago. And someone says, who are the most annoying pop culture characters you could think of? It's tough to do now, but like back then it was the wrong answer, but I got a lot of. And the only reason I didn't do it was because I couldn't find a good toy of Snarf from Thundercats. Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Snarf, this is bad, Snarf. But we had the Jar Jar. Oh my gosh. So (laughs) everything we did correctly on the Shredder I purposely did poorly on the Jar Jar. This oh, was my baby. Awesome. This was so I took a piece, I just a piece of wood, and then I, it was like a, a four by four, and then a two by four. I didn't measure. I literally took a handsaw, <laughs> closed my eyes, and started doing this. So it was not cut straight whatsoever. Put slapped it on, not straight whatsoever, and then I took it and I'm just like, hmm. And started chucking it at brick walls. <laughs> oh, God. So it was chipped. It was scratched. It, I did a terrible lacquer job, paint job, everything. When we were spray painting the Jar Jar toy, I purposely made it globby and uneven. When we glued him to the top, it, the, the glue was like falling. Like It was purposely very poorly put together. But it was amazing. And it like the, we put the nameplates on for everyone who earned it. And of course, they were like askew and everything. But Orgo was awesome. Calm down. No. <laughs> um, Snarf was so much worse. Uh, but yes, along those lines. So like, yeah, it was just and the thing was like, we absolutely made sure whoever earned that trophy, which I unfortunately did once also, like we're talking like fireplace mantle. Oh, like, gosh. It had to. And the best part was, oh, my my friend has, he pretty much turned his basement into an Irish pub. And along his lines of whiskey, boom, (laughs) just that fucking jar jar. His wife was so mad because he won it twice. (laughs) (laughs) It was so great. Like, but like, honestly, like you hear even nowadays, like, especially with Dynasty Leagues, they grow stale. Yeah, And the problem was, it's really weird to say the problem was we didn't have a lot of turnover. And it like it got hard to try and convince people to have fun. Mm, that's not fun. Like it started to get, like, you know, people stopped trading. People stopped. Yeah. Like, all they would do was go in, waiver wire run, set lineups, no talking, don't answer trade. You know, it's redrafts. There's not much trading going on, but still, which is why you should hopefully answer the few offers you get. And then he's like, oh, collecting payments is a pain in the ass for people that don't care. And I was just like, yep, I'm done. If one of you guys want to run this league, cool. I'm not doing it. And of course, nobody stepped up. Yeah. So, I mean, it had a very good run and it was a very good league. And if someone else would have run it, it might still be going to this point. But yeah, I just I couldn't do it anymore. No, that makes sense. Um, So what is your longest league right now? And what are the league settings for that? I don't know. Hold on. Um, it might be Trade Addicts one. Nice. I, I mean, I'm in Capitalist Pigs one, which is running longer than the TA leagues, but I haven't. I've only been in it for three years. Okay. So yeah, uh, Trade Addicts one is my old. Well, technically, like one, two, three, and four started the same year, 
what a okay. terrible idea that was. Um, those started <laughs> in that on the show that we were that I came on as a guest. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think those started in 17, 18, okay. around there. So right. like four-ish years. Nice. Very nice. And what are the league settings for Trade, Act, Trade Addict? Oh, I mean, super vanilla on purpose. They're 12-team, super flex, PPR, tight end premium. And after TA1 started, I was able to sneak in 0.05 points for return yardage. And I couldn't oh, get any, I couldn't get them to vote it into one. Like, we already drafted. We can't change. That's such a small change, guys. Just let me have all of the leagues the same. No, we can't do that. So, yeah, that sucks. But, yeah, it, again, it's it's purposely a very vanilla league because I wanted nothing to hinder the activity. Like, yeah. I want, like, clearly, name trade addicts. That's the point. So I, I want it just to be in a very active league. So I made it purposely just very vanilla. Okay, I have a very damning question to ask you that's not on the show sheet. Well, I can't answer it. I haven't prepared. Why have I not been invited to a trade addicts league? Because nobody gets invited to trade addicts leagues. They're all randomly chosen. We'll have to talk offline. I don't understand this concept. <laughs> whenever I whenever I'm creating a new league, which hopefully I don't do anymore, or there's an opening in leagues, like after the year flips over and people tell me if they're coming back or not, I put out a tweet saying, Hey, trade addicts openings, new trade addicts league, give me your name and I'll put you on the list. At the end, I take the list and I literally run it through a randomizer. Okay. So I just yeah, have to get I, on the list. Yeah. Well, I mean, you should pay attention to when I tweet more often and you would have been on the list I, if you wanted I, to be. I, I, I no, do. it's your I fault, not mine. It is actually. Your fault. It is. You're your right. fault. I'm not. Your fault. All right. Next question. Um, <laughs> you're in 19 dynasty leagues now. You yeah. said at maximum you were at 34. Mm -hmm. So. And it doesn't sound like you're adding any more. But let's say you can add one more league, but the only way you can add it is it is your favorite settings. What are those settings? 12 team Superflex PPR Titan Premium. What how big of a Titan Premium? 1.75. Okay. That's what the that's what the TA leagues are. Okay. Um 1.5. I know it's we're talking a quarter of a point. Like I remember I was on I, I host the Dynasty Trade Calculator flagship show now because I don't do enough podcasts. Um, and I was arguing with Izzy and Akash about what the premium should be. And they said, 0.5 is enough. 0.5 is enough. I'm like, no, it's not. 0.75 is better. And over the season, it's like a total of less than two points a game difference. But I had to stand my ground and tell them how wrong they were. Um, like, honestly, because... A lot of people don't understand the actual point of tight end premium. And that was part of the reason we were, the argument happened because you say there's premium that everyone's like, but that just makes Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller and Andrews, like those top tier guys that much better. Yeah. Okay. So prepare for that. That That's Half not those the point. Guys. That's, that's not the point. The it's point is true. to help out the shitty guys. Exactly. And like, that, but that doesn't help them catch up when you have Darren Waller catching 18 passes a game. That's no. The point of tight end premium is to make the tight end 12, not equivalent to the wide receiver 49. The point is to make it so you don't cry when you have to start the tight end 12. You know, because there's yeah. going to be one team who's smart enough to realize, oh, there's only like five good tight ends. I'm going to get two or three of them. And then 
you're starting the tight end 16 who you're lucky if he catches like four balls a game. So yeah. Okay. I want to make that a little less crappy for you. And you. Exactly. Or... So that's the point. The, the point of tight end premium is not to change the structure within the tight end position. It's to make the tight end position closer oh, yeah. to the rest well, of the position yeah. because they're yeah. not. Yeah. No, that makes total sense to me. Um, or you're lucky like I am and you play tight end chicken with someone in a startup draft and you end up taking Dawson Knox and Dalton Schultz. Oh, that worked. That worked out really well. But it's OJ Howard season now, baby. Mm. No. It'd be cool, but it's not. <laughs> it, it would. Um, but yeah. Okay. Uh, when did you start making fantasy football content? 20. Okay. Well, technically, I started the show. I started Trade Addicts in March of 2018. Um, yeah, because yeah, honestly, there was zero planning involved. I started the leagues a little before Shocking. that. Hmm? Shocking that there yeah, was know, no, right? no plan. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll just say 2018 because like, I was on you know, fantasy slash dynasty Twitter for a while before I really jumped in in 2017. And then, you know, I tried to, before that even started, before, like, before Dynasty Outhouse was a handle, pretty much, like, I had at Russ Fisher, and I'm like, let me try and do this, let me try and, like, get my way into the community, and then, like, I was getting, like, a decent little following ship, and then Dynasty Outhouse got created, and then things went out of control. I don't even know how we got here. (laughs) I, I don't and yeah so yeah 2018 um i honestly i like i wrote my first article like two months ago ever like i i was been I all podcasts until two months ago oh i i mean i i podcast that's what i do but i mean i've never written an article until like two months ago wow yeah that's kind of cool I figure I write the way I talk, so why not just talk because I'm better at it and it's a lot less work. But then, like, um, DLF needed someone to write the trading post. And I'm like, all right, that I can handle, you know? <laughs> I, I can handle yeah. writing about trades, and especially because at this point, enough people know who I am. We're like, okay, Russ wrote this article. This isn't going to sound professional. Like, you know what you get when you're reading one of my articles. So, yeah. like, that's fu- like, at that point, it's fine because it's not, like, it would sound weird if I started writing an article where I'm using analytics and, like, hardly, def- you know, defending something because that's not really what I do. And, it's like, to me, that coming out of my voice would just be disingenuous. Yeah. So I found, like, seriously, like, I was like okay, cool. Trading post. I mean, I could talk about trading like what uh, Matt Price now. Well, he and I kind of switch off, and he was doing it last season. So I go and I check out a couple of his articles. I'm like, oh, no, this is just like my, I can do this. Yeah. So Matt and I talked about. It. He's like, oh, good. I've been I've wanted help. So if you yes, cool, awesome. So yeah, we started doing that. And then I last month March was hashtag Dynasty Trade Month at DLF. Mm-hmm. So I I wrote an article about flipping future firsts. Like that's my and still it's pretty much just a trading article even though it's and again i used my stupid voice to do it but like 
it's you don't have a stupid voice for us. Well, not okay. I, well, yes, I do, but that's besides the point. But like, it my not non formal voice, you know, like so it was just very weird. It's still very strange to me that someone thought it would be a good idea to publish words I wrote. <laughs> Whatever, man. Everything you've I you and I have interacted with has been smart. So I'll Yeah, but if I admit that, that self like, takes away from my charm. Yeah. Agreed. You're just being self-deprecating. It's and and I'm here to here to pump you up. That's all I'm here for. Um, okay. So what made you start making content? Do you want the real answer? Yes. Can we curse on here? Yes. I have no fucking idea. Sorry, so, mom and grandpa, if you're watching. <laughs> like honestly, like I really, like I don't know. Like one day, like I started creating the leagues, and I'm just like, trade addicts, okay. And right away, like in my head, like I heard, I heard myself say, you know, my name is Russ, and I have a trading problem. Wait, mm -hmm. what? Okay, so I can do that. I can talk about fantasy football, and if I Back then, I felt like you needed a thing, like you needed a shtick sort of thing. And I'm like, yeah, okay, so I make this like an ANA meeting or something. Like, yeah. you know, like that's why, like, if you go back and listen to the older ones, it was very much along those lines where we had like forms of like make amends and uh, like I would end the episode with like a, like a heartfelt something but of course it was talking about trade so it was a little sarcastic like yeah we actually like kind of followed a format of what a meeting would be and then i just got lazy and didn't feel like doing that anymore so we like we just kept going but like honestly like i've i've never podcasted before i had never created anything before i yeah. literally just went like except trophies Yes, fair enough. I've never created content before. And so I'm just like, how do you make a podcast? Oh, plug in a mic and hit record. I can do that. And back then, it was a lot harder to do multiple people. Like, yeah. this is wonderful. StreamYard's the greatest. And StreamYard's awesome. Even before, we were using um, Google Hangouts, which used to link to YouTube, which again super easy like to record yeah. it but even before that like for the first few months of doing trade addicts brian and i never saw each other we would just talk over uh skype and we had a skype recorder huh. and then all of a sudden we i like uh, after like a month or two i learned about the hangouts thing and then whole new world of just like when you could see the person and talk to them, it's so much better than yeah. like just hearing a voice. Because like even like back, then, like I felt like we were doing fine, just like talking to each other. But there's cues you can get, and like me doing this, like you, you, there's energy you could feed into when you see yeah. someone else, you know, moving around. And it's like it's really funny. Like Sigmund Bloom is amazing at literally everything he ever does. The thing I loved most about podcasting with him was he sits back, leans forward to talk, and on his last sentence, he starts moving backwards. 
So it's like, oh my God, I know exactly when to start talking again. This is great. Like I couldn't imagine, like if I didn't have like that visual cue, it would, like, I would have been stepping on him the whole time. But like, yeah, going like this and I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I'm going to jump in here. But like, it's so like being able to see the other person, it's like just so freaking great. But yeah, like really, like honestly, I figured everything out as I went along and I, I honestly wish I had a good reason why I started and I just don't. I just like, I could do that. All right, sure. No, that's awesome. Um, it, and it like, it had nothing to do, like it didn't tie to the league or anything like that. You just well, started. The original idea was I was going to be the host of the show. Mm -hmm. And again, since I'm an idiot and started four leagues the same year, never having run a dynasty league before, um, uh, I was going to have just a random person from one of the TA leagues come on and guest. So I go yeah. into the group chats and I tell this idea to everyone. That's awesome. I'll totally do that. That's great. Yes. Count me in week two. All right, guys, I need a guest. Cricket, cricket, cricket. Shit. So I finally get a guest for week two and it was Tyler Gee who used to do the fantasy football franchise. Okay. Um, and we used, oh, I can't remember what site it was called, Zoomcaster or something like that. Or Zencaster? Zencaster, yeah. That's actually what I used for my audio-only version. So that was the first thing I was able to find. And he used to use it. And that was the only thing I could find where it could record two people at the same time. Yeah. It recorded us at different speeds. No. So I literally had to piece together the entire thing. Oh. Almost quit. Like, nope, not doing that oh. ever again. It was the worst thing ever. The show sounded terrible because of what I had to do and everything. But, like, and then the angels above, um, Brian Har messages me. He's like, hey, can I be a guest on your show next week? And I literally just, I had never talked to Brian before. I only know him because he randomly got selected to get into the, well, back then I took anyone I could get. You know, I had to beg people to join TA1. TA2, at least, I got a couple of people. Um, I'd, I had no idea who Brian Har was, but he's just like, hey, can I be your guest next week? And I literally just right away go, you want to be my guest every week? And he's like, seriously? And I'm like, yeah, you want to be my co-host? And just got insanely lucky that we worked well together. Like, I honestly, I panicked. And I'm just like, I need, no, no okay, I don't want to do this every week. Yeah, you're, you're on. And, you know, he, he was around for a couple of years. So, yeah, it worked out really freaking well and blindly nice. lucky. Nice. Um. What was your first piece of content? First episode of Trade Addicts. Okay. Um, it was ten minutes long. It was ten minutes long. It was just like an introduction, like this is what okay. you what you can expect, and it was just me. And let's just say I didn't have the one man podcast thing down. I was. Dude, it is so hard and awkward to do a solo show. Like I've had to do it a couple times during last season for like a waiver wire show it's and rough. other stuff. It's like, and then I went back and edited it, and I I shit you not, Russ. I texted. I want to say it was G Man J J Felicio, mm -hmm. and was like, I legitimately think that I just edited out about five minutes of me saying um on mm -hmm. this podcast. I learn. I can. I can tell you what Brian Har's um looks like in sound waveform. <laughs> but but the worst part of that first episode was it didn't really occur to me to record 
if I screw up, just say it again and then listen through and fix it. Yeah. So I would stop, delete, say it again. I edited as I went. It was the dumbest thing ever. Oh, I just I had I had no idea. I never thought yeah. of it. I never edited anything before, so I didn't want to yeah. make it too much. So I literally just. Oh, no, I said that wrong. Delete. OK, say it again. It was awful. Oh, no. And on the two, we had just, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had the 200th episode of Trade Addicts and Rocky puts his phone up to the microphone and starts playing it. I'm just, oh my God, no, don't do this. Oh my God, it's so bad. Hi, this is Dynasty Outhouse and I have a trading problem. <laughs> we are going to have a podcast where... <laughs> like, you don't really think about it. Like, this is what I sound like. This is what I'm talking like. And yeah, okay, this is sort of my real voice. But when I'm talking with people in real life, this is more along the lines of me talking. And I, I pause a lot. And yeah. if you notice when, like, when, I, when I'm in podcast mode, like I freeze and kind of forget words every once in a while. Yeah. Like, that's why I talk slow in real life, because that happens. But if I talk a little slower and I pause a little bit, that doesn't happen as often. Yeah. But listening to this on a podcast is just not very exciting it just sounds like i might I'm, fall asleep right I'm like now. an asmr video trying to lull people to sleep it's yeah low energy it's monotone it's not great and okay, i, I again you now. just sort of learn as you go <laughs> that you, you need to do this like it's it's funny like my life what just happened that was weird okay cool i i offended my light bulb um I these days I don't listen anymore to anything that I do. But in the beginning, I absolutely for the first like maybe 40, 50 shows, I listened to all of them. Like yeah. I listened as I edited. And it was because I wanted to hear me. I wanted to hear what I was doing wrong. Like I didn't really notice that I would talk and every few words would just sort of stop, whether it was a point of emphasis or again, it was me just my my speech pattern i didn't realize i was doing it yeah. so yeah it, and i'm glad i li i listened to all that stuff because now i realize it and i, I do it a lot less now but and i think that makes for better podcast listening but also the really funny thing was you know how like people like hold a megaphone or talk into a microphone like wow that's what i sound like that's me that like that's not what i sound like the first time i listened to my voice on a recording i didn't recognize my voice at all like, I thought oh, it was yeah. Brian talking, but I'm like, wait, no, I said that. That's my voice? Holy shit. That's how different the voice I hear sounds from my actual voice. It is. Yeah. It's not even like tonally different a little bit. It's 1000%. No, different. I 100% I know what you're talking about because like right now talking, I feel like my voice is is lower. Yep. But then when I go back and listen to it, I'm like, holy shit, I have a really high pitched voice. Yep, exactly. Like it's funny. Like, um, what is oh, what is it, like FF Evolution? Um, Evan, yeah. Um, he was the first person. He's like, yo, you sound like Schmidt from the new from New Guy, and I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't uh, sound anything. Oh my god, I sound like that. Yes, I do. I wish I looked like him. Holy shit! But oh like, my god, I'm never gonna unhear that. <laughs> I had no idea. I mean. Like again in my head, <laughs> I have low Can you say like, something really, really douchey for me. 
no. Um, let's face it, I'll say it eventually on by accident, but, <laughs> but like it's really funny because like in my head, when I'm using my normal voice, I have this low monotone voice, and to me, it's like hey guys uh, like i sound like eeyore almost but then all of a sudden i'm like wait holy crap i'm just a sassy jew and that's what i sound like all right i didn't realize that uh, i mean maybe i feed into that more now that i realized it but yeah i, I honestly i have no freaking idea and it like jeff hears it where are you jeff jeff hears it i hope it's a good thing well he's all max greenfield's awesome so i'll take it yeah Wow, I'm never going to be able to unhear that. Okay, last fantasy question. Maybe, who knows. Um, what's your favorite thing about the fantasy football community? I have friends now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, touche. 1,000%. It, it, the people are so damn amazing. Um, like. I, there's people I talk to on Twitter or at this point in texts or DMs or whatever more than I talk to the people in real life. Like I have one friend who I run a business with, so I talk to him every day. But besides him, like hell, I, I talk to like Zach Reed and J Mike and uh, Rocky and all of those. Like I talk mm -hmm. to all those people like literally every single day. Yeah. So yeah absolutely 1000 percent. like i have real friends that i met on the internet and what's oh man in 2019 when 2020 whatever whenever the first year they had the expo i think it was 19 right because 2020 was yeah. already covid i can't remember yeah time has lost all meaning and time's not real anymore yeah so really i i go to request off at work and they're like oh that's yeah of course you can have you know monday friday and monday off where are you going going to meet a bunch of strange men I met on the internet. I've spent the night at one of these people's houses before, if that makes you feel any better. Oh yeah. I'm Shane Manila slept over before. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like exactly. Like it's not artificial in any way, shape or form. These are real yeah. friendships. And that, yeah. that's really exactly what it was. Of course, you know, I wouldn't have really tried Dynasty if I hadn't fallen accidentally into that Twitter sphere. But, and I guess I, I'm not sure if I'm thankful or resentful for it, but either way, here I am. And, yeah. but like, absolutely, just like the amount of like real friendships I've made out of this, which I'm insanely socially awkward in person. So this is so much better for me. <laughs> so much awesome. less better. Awesome. I love it. Okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself outside of fantasy football. Obviously, you're socially awkward. Uh, yeah, there's not much about, outside of fantasy football. That's the problem. We um, talked about earlier pre-show. You've got kids, so like, how old are they? How long you've been married? What's your day job? Things like that. Um, I actually I met my wife in high school, and I'm insanely thankful for that because I would Me not too. be I would not be good at dating. Um, Dude, Tinder scares the hell out of me. Let's go. Okay, but no, like honestly, that's. Oh yeah, first of all, I have no self confidence, so I could never do stuff like that. Um, but after, I mean, how old was I at this point? So I was probably around thirty, and I, I'm at work, and I sit with these two girls, who are probably like twenty two, twenty three, and just very attractive, and they tell me these stories about when they go to bars, and like a guy would just walk up to them, and they would just be like, "Nah." He just wanted to like 
Like maybe you dropped your pen or something. Like why why are you so mean? <laughs> like and of course, you know why because men can be fucking awful sometimes and they have to have their defenses up. But like I could never like I I would cry on the spot if I built up the courage to go talk to someone and they're just like, "Nah." And like so you shoo me off like a fly and just be like, "I just wanted to say hi." <laughs> Like, oh, like I could never, like, you're so mean to these people. But again, yeah, I get it. Like, I could never do that. And so, yeah, we were, I mean, I met her, I think I was a junior. She was a sophomore. She's a year younger than I am. We started dating. I was a freshman in college. She was a senior in high school. Uh, we got married. I was 25. Had our first kid. I was 31. Uh, so we have a boy and a girl, an eight-year-old boy, six-year-old girl. Awesome. My boy's name is Nolan because it was the closest thing I can get to a Batman reference for Christopher Nolan, who directed the you know the Dark Knight trilogy. Who's the um, best Batman? What? Who is the best Batman to you? Okay, so here's the thing. There's no, a lot just, that goes. Just, just answer the question. That's no, no pontificating. Just answer the question. You physically can't do that. It's like someone asked me what my favorite movie was, and I gave him like thirteen, and I said. That's the start of the list. But if you want to get into, you know, other things, we can keep going. Um, the short answer to me is Michael Keaton, um, because <laughs> he did the best all around. Like, it's it's hard because Christian Bale was actually a very good Bruce Wayne. He was an okay Batman. Ben Affleck was actually great at both, but he didn't do enough for me to be able to say like he's the best. He actually was very, very good. Kilmer was also a very good Bruce Wayne. I think someone else played Batman at some point. I just don't remember. George Clooney. No, and no, 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 no. That doesn't sound right. Well, I, th yes. I know it was both of them. <laughs> Yeah, I know. George Clooney, Clooney, yeah, and, and that movie Friday. was just unfortunate. Um, but and, and you know, Adam, Adam West, West was a different, yeah. different time. But no, like honestly, Michael Keaton. It was one of the first movies I saw in a the movie theater. Um, I was a Batman fan from the beginning, so like it was amazing to see. And Jack Nicholson as the Joker was just the coolest thing ever because it was literally just Jack Nicholson in face paint that had nothing to do with the Joker. Um, and, and like he. He was that perfect level of eccentric. He could be like, his craziness could be seen as eccentric billionaire, and then when he's Batman, he's still that little bit of campy, which needed to happen because people only really knew the '60s show back then. Like Batman wasn't this dark thing unless you read the comic books, and so Tim Burton doing those first two movies was perfect because he. Tim Burton is the wonderfully campy and like to me Keaton was just perfect for it and it was I, I loved it I loved it and I it's and I love Keaton as a human being like I read that when he was in the uh Spider-Man Far From Home was that the first one mm -hmm. no Homecoming um yes Homecoming was the first one of the new ones why are you looking so confused the one with Tom Holland he yeah. played the culture. Um, whenever they were like fighting and he would pull them in close, he would just oh, go up into Tom Holland's ear and go, I'm Batman. 
Like, that's how much he still thinks about it. Like, I love that man for that. And, and that just ties into it, even though it has nothing to do with him in the movies. Uh, okay, that's fair. It's a very, it's a, it's a question. Like, if it wasn't superly awkward, I would, I would show you the giant, I have three quarters of a leg sleeve uh, for Batman. Oh, tattoo. tattoo. Got it. Yep. I mean, we can try. Let's put that together. Nice. So we got the bat signal, the Batmobile from the cartoon, the parade balloons from the first Batman. It's really tough to do. There's the penguins with the rockets tied to their backs from the second one. And I really can't show you the other side of my leg, but That's it's fine. the bat plane flying over yourself. the moon. But hold on, I can do this. Hold up. Ah, there you go. Nice. And then I still just got to do the whole back of my leg. Nice. Yeah. So Batman's my thing. Well, now one of my things, I guess. Okay. Um, hobbies outside of fantasy football? Any? No time. I, I'm a very one thing kind of person. Um, like, I'm huge into Harry Potter right now, but that's not really a hobby. It's just, like, another thing to geek out about. You know, I watch the movies and read the books with my daughter. I have a Harry Potter-themed fantasy football league. Um, oh, cool. Oh, yeah. I... I I didn't want to start this league, but the idea was so good I couldn't pass it. Um, it's the Hogwarts House Battle. It's a 48-team league, and each 12-team division is the uh, one of the houses. Yeah. And the houses are sort of teammates. They, throughout different things throughout the season, battle for house points, and the team at the end with the most house points win. Most of it goes to charity. Like, um, what did we do? Um the Hufflepuffs have like an inclusion uh, charity. Uh, Gryffindor does like Wounded Warrior, you know, like themed like Ravenclaw has a, a scholarship kind of thing. And then nice. it, it's really tough to find something good for Slytherin. So they just went with like reptiles and snakes, like, like American <laughs> Human Society. Because it's like young CEOs. No, we're not donating to that. I mean, like, what, what, what do you do for ambition? Like, that's not right. No. Um, young car thieves of America. I don't know. Like, so yeah, we just, we stuck with the, the snake part of that. Nice. All right. Are you ready for rapid fire? Yes. All right. Favorite NFL team. I say it's the Seahawks, but I just don't care anymore. I like fantasy football more than I like real football. Favorite sport that's not football? Nothing anymore, but it used to be hockey. Uh, I'm, like I said, I'm a one thing kind of guy. Yep. Favorite food? Physically impossible to answer. Pizza. I mean, that's the easy, safe answer. But Okay. Uh, favorite sports movie? Well, technically, if you watch the beginning of A Princess Bride, he asks if there's sports in it, and the grandfather says Yes because there's fencing and pirates and everything, so and wrestling. So, yeah. Princess Bride is a sports movie? No. No, it's not. Um, I don't think I have one. I mean, Miracle was amazing. Miracle was also amazing because it was the first hockey movie to have good hockey in it. Yeah. Like, go watch The Mighty Ducks, and it's the hard, like the grossest thing in the world. First of all, those children should be arrested for some of the penalties they've done. Like they straight up like baseball swing Adam Banks in the on the wrist. So and it's just like 2 minutes. What? Call that kid's mother and get him a spanking on the ice. 
like holy crap um yeah like i don't know like i, I guess i'm not super drawn to sports movies because it's sports so there would need to be more true and you know the do you believe in miracles and the whole like build up yeah. of miracle yeah um, but there's uh, i don't think there's anything that i'm like I didn't cry at Brian's song, like that kind of thing. Like, you know, I saw Rudy once. It was okay. Like, uh... We're going with Miracle then. Hmm? We're going we'll with go Miracle. With miracle. Yeah, we can go with Miracle. Until we uh, stop talking and I instantly think of something else. Favorite non-sports movie? Remember that thing I said before when there was like 13? Okay, so my easy close to answer is probably just Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. But so there's so much more that goes into that. Like I have specific movies I need for specific moods. And then there's, are we talking my favorite comedy? Are we talking my favorite drama? Are we talking my favorite this, my favorite that? Like, give me top three. Can you do that? No. <laughs> I can, okay. Who Framed Roger Rabbit is just like my favorite all around movie. It's something like I used to just like put on when I'm going to bed to go to sleep. Like I would just, yeah. I, I don't need to see the movie. <laughs> to hear it like to i could hear it and recite it and it's fine yeah um nightmare before christmas i've probably seen a billion times and that's my sad movie you know my angsty teenager i'm in i'm in a bad mood and i want to stay in a bad mood so let me go watch jack skellington um blazing saddles is my favorite comedy by far mel brooks is my spirit animal i love that man to no ends <laughs> um princess bride is another one of those like because of how the movie starts it's with fred savage being sick in bed like that's my sick movie if i'm not feeling well i throw on the princess bride nice um i'll stop there because if i get into disney and stuff it's never gonna end so like there, that that's my top few movies all right that'll work favorite book hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy really also nice. a fantastic movie not necessarily the same but very funny yeah uh favorite band I don't really have one anymore. Like if we start like early to mid nineties, nine inch nails was really my jam. Um, and then that's and Jeff are on like same wavelength tonight. Yeah. We're best friends. You didn't know that. No, I didn't. Um, uh, then it turned into, I listened to a lot of like German electronic music. So then it was like, well, VNV Nation is they're they're from England, but you know, they fell into that German techno synth pop music. And then I got back into rock and it was like Foo Fighters for the longest time. But now I don't really necessarily gravitate towards one specific band or anything. I just put on the rock channel on Apple Music and whatever shows up shows up. All right. That's fair. Uh favorite adult beverage. Whiskey in general is my jam. Um, a good old fashioned is wonderful. Um, there's a place near me. Something just fell and I don't know what it was. Oh, stupid plants. The leaf fell off. Um, there's a place near me. One, there's a smoked old fashioned where Ooh. they literally have like a piece of wood they put on top of it uh -huh. that has like a little chamber. You put the wood chips on, you torch it and it goes down. And yes, Trent Reznor is a god because if you say his name now, you'll be like, Oh, that's the guy that did the music for Soul. That guy did the music for this movie. No, go back another 15 years. He's an angry a-hole. It's wonderful. Uh, he's just so good, so smart. He's great. Um, 
And then another place does a brown buttered old fashioned. Because apparently Maker's Mark makes brown butter whiskey. And then they would put a piece of brown buttered bread pudding on top of it. There yeah. is a barbecue joint that's about 10 minutes from my house. It's called Monkey Wrench. Um, I, no, I don't think it's homage to Foo Fighters, but we're making I it. I started thinking it in my head instantly, yeah. Um, their bartender made me an absolutely delicious old-fashioned one mm. time. It was phenomenal. Like I posted about it on Twitter. It was so good. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm an Irish whiskey guy in general. Um, you know, give me a give me a bottle of Jameson and I'm fine. But there's my two favorites right now are Writer's Tears. Okay. Um, I used to buy whiskey just based on name. Like, yeah, this, I, I didn't know what to buy. So I would go in and be like, oh, that's a funny name. So I found like Monkey Shoulder, I think is a, I don't remember if it's whiskey or bourbon, but I tried that just because it's named with monkey shoulder. So I'm like, sure, it wasn't great. But I found writer's tears that way, and it's wonderful. And then a friend bought me a bottle of red breast, and it's effing delicious. So nice. those those are my two right now. Awesome. I feel like I'm about to get a non-answer with this question. Favorite TV show. Yeah, you're getting a non-answer out of this. Um Bastard. I, like I said, I used to just put on Roger Rabbit to fall asleep. Now I fall asleep to TV shows. Um, Mike I'm so happy these people know what I'm talking about. Like, I, I am amongst my people. Um, I Now I fall asleep to a rotation of The Good Place, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So I just, like, love Michael Shore at this point. Um, and Avatar, The Last Airbender. Nice. Yeah. Um, I grew up yeah, on that, not like to make you feel old, but I love that that show's so damn good. Um, and then Legend of Korra is pretty good, also. And I can't finish Avatar and not just go into Legend of Korra. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that, like, I I just finished Supernatural, which is okay, 15 yeah. seasons long, and uh, Jared Padalecki's in that, isn't he? Yep, him and Jensen Ackles, yeah, and it was a beautiful combination of like Scooby-Doo and the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. It was like, it never from the beginning did not take itself seriously. And they like to the point where they even had an episode where they go into a cartoon of Scooby-Doo. Like it was so good. It was so like self-deprecating. The characters were fantastic. And like, for 15 seasons they had to keep upping the stakes and it's 15 <laughs> seasons like so you yeah. can imagine how silly it got like what do you do after you beat god you beat god's sister and then no you beat the voice of god no you have to be god again oh don't forget you beat satan in season three um okay but it's it's so good like at this point like I want to just start it over again, but that is such an over. <laughs> that's such an undertaking. Like, but that's like at this point, like I'm bored. I don't know what to do. I need background noise. I could just put on any like random supernatural episode and be happy about it. Yeah. So yeah, um, no, no, no easy answer for me. That's okay. I, I've come accustomed to it now. Uh, favorite <laughs> actor? Robin Williams. Oh, that's a great one. Well, yeah, I'm that without even thinking no about it. No one has said that yet. 
Okay. Do you have kids on? Like, is that why you have like younger people on that you know, no. don't have the attachment to them? No, my first one, my first guest on the show was Jeff Lambert, and he's old as dirt. <laughs> yeah, ever since for as long as I can remember, like, I mean, clearly he was genie, but you know, like I watched Morgan. Yeah, I mean, like I watched Morgan Mindy as a kid, like on Nick mm-hmm. at Night. You know, those you know back when it was just. Nickelodeon during the day and then at 10 o'clock and turned into Nick at night. Um, like I used to watch. I'm, I think I'm getting my movies mixed up. Was he in Dead Poet Society? Yes. Okay. He's the professor, right? Yep. But um, like the movie, you know, he was in Popeye. <laughs> you know, he was Popeye. Yeah. The movie Jack is amazing. Like he's, just, you know, like he's just so, so good at everything and ever. And his stand ups are hilarious to just, you know, you wish it didn't take that much cocaine to get there, but it was the eighties. <laughs> yeah. All right. Ready for the last two questions? Never. Well, I don't want to stop talking to you either. Um, do you mean old people, Mike? You're amongst, again, I'm there with you. I got this. I got a new camera. Um, I do the DLF trade show with Addison Hayes. And he has this like amazing camera, like a full on like recording camera. And I was using the built in one on my laptop and I'm like, all right, this just I look shitty. I can't do this. So, I I mean, this is like a $50 Logitech thing that I plugged in and it's still 1080 something. And I look so freaking clear to me. It's like I can see the lines. I could see the gray. Well, I could always see the gray. There's a lot of it, but like you could see much clearer now. So it's really weird to me. So no, I, I am definitely, I think I used it for the first time yesterday. I'm definitely feeling my age more when I do this now because I could see more clearly how old I am. I'm, I'm sorry. If it makes you feel better, I'm 27. My hairline's back here. Yeah, I started going gray at 22. I mean, it was like over here. Like I got the silver streaks on the side a little bit, but my brother started going bald. I'll take, I'll take gray over bald any day. Yeah, right. All right, last two questions. I need right now, and I need all time. Okay. Okay. Favorite defensive player. Wow. I mean, all time. I'm gonna say Lawrence Taylor. I mean, I New Jersey, born and raised. My dad was from Brooklyn, so he was, you know, Giants fan growing up. So he's who I watched. There was no, you know, NFL Network. I I saw Giants games. That's what I saw. And he was just like he literally changed the game. Like, yeah, the blind side is a thing be- mostly because, of, because him. of Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, and, and so like he, yeah, Which he I was love just that movie. I don't know if other people love that movie, but I love that. Movie. It was good. It was all right. I I love Michael Orr's reaction to it. He's like, <laughs> I've played football before. I don't know why they did that, but it was it was all right. My favorite thing of all of that was reading the first time. I don't remember her name, but the woman that Sandra Bullock played the first time uh, she ever met, met Joe Tui. Flacco in real life. Yeah. Like, walks into an elevator, sees it's Joe Flacco, doesn't say hi, just goes, you hold the ball too damn long. He does. Yes. He, he, he always held the ball too damn long. <laughs> I love That's that. So good. Like that was so great. Yeah, it was, it was an okay movie. It was all right. Um, Right and it's it, right now. There's like a, there's a couple I really like. Like I love Darius Leonard. Like I, I like I, I I'm starting to really like the guys who can switch back and forth between like safety and outside linebacker. 
Yeah. Like that kind of player is just like the amazing kind of versatility to be able to, you know, run down the fast, the fast running back, but also guard the tight end body wise. Like we're beyond these players being human. Like they're not anymore. Yeah. So like give me that hybrid defensive player and they're just so much fun to watch. Yep. I mean, like go back like 10 years so I can say Ed Reed and Earl Thomas, but or Troy Polamalu, like, like a oh, good Polamalu, a good free, like a good safety to me was always the best. Yeah. All right, and then the last question: favorite offensive player again, all time and right now. I don't really have one. Is that weird? Like, <laughs> I was about to say. I mean, hashtag Team Clemson, big wide receiver. Give me any of those. Uh, T. Hickens just happens to be doing the best right now because DeAndre Hopkins is on his uh, downswing. Uh, I mean, it was Calvin Ridley for a while, but he sort of took that away from me. Um, he just gambled it right away, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it, it's just... Okay, wait, I thought of another defensive player. No. Refrigerator Perry. Okay, fine. The fridge. So good. Um, but, I mean, like, how do you not say, like, Barry Sanders like it was disgusting to watch that man play like he could play in this era that's how shifty he was back then when you yeah when people weren't but like going a little Randy Moss when he got to the Patriots was a beautiful combination of cocky and just that good yeah, that it was amazing to watch he would take five step off the line five steps off the line and just put his hand like this He's like, no, I'm going to beat this guy. Throw me the ball. And I was just like, he beat that guy. Yeah. Like it was just so, it was like, I loved watching that where it's just like, yeah, he goes, shifts one way, shifts back. And he's just like, no, I beat I, this, this guy's gone. Like I was waiting for him one day to just be like, before, like, before like they at the line, he's like, I'm going to beat <laughs> this guy. Wait five, throw it like five, five stop, five drop back. Go. Like he was, it was just, so, and like he was Randy Moss. So he could still, Moss people because that's who he was. That's what like it was he was just so good. And I mean, like again, like I I watched football very early in my life, and then again in 05. Like, so like there was a big chunk I didn't really watch, you know. So I don't really have like offensive players from the beginning. Like I loved Boomer Esiason because my dad called me Boomer and his name was Boomer. So we had a thing together. Yeah. Um but yeah, I didn't really have anyone from back then. Like, but like, like the early two thousands is like like Jamal Charles was one of, like one of the greatest things to ever watch back then. Um, I mean, outside of Ludanian Tomlinson, because that was just the easy answer. And like Megatron was yeah. unfair. It was unfair yeah. that he was in the NFL. Yeah, like he was. That's how good he was. Uh, and modern day, I mean, I don't really have a favorite don't player. Lie. Don't lie. Thank you. It's what I'm gonna. That's who I'm gonna have to. I mean, uh, only because I have a Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, and uh, Allen Robinson jersey. I've just been too lazy to hang. Um, but <clears throat> I think I would go. Like Keenan Allen is a, probably the real answer. Yeah. But since T's hanging up right there, I'll go with T Higgins. Thank you. That's that's what I needed to hear. Um, okay. Follow up question: Where did your T Higgins love come from? Being from New Jersey. Hashtag Team Clemson, big wide receiver. Uh, nowhere. It just happened. 
Uh, I mean, I'm a Seahawks fan, and it has absolutely nothing to do with anything. Um, I That's literally why I was the, confused. I picked the Seahawks literally randomly. I'm like, uh, they like their jerseys. Like, I got back into football, and I'm like, I don't want to be a Giants fan. That's just boring. Like, I don't want to just like them because they're the home team. Yeah. Of course, then two years later, 07 happens, and, you know, I probably should have just stayed a Giants fan. <laughs> but, you know, it worked out in the long run. Uh, like, I literally picked them because I used Matt Hasselbeck in – ESPN NFL 2K5 and because their jerseys were a nice color. Like I was like all the girls in elementary school wearing Charlotte Hornets starter jackets because they had the nice green color on it. Like that that's exactly who I was. I'm like, I like the Seahawks jerseys. I'll go for them. Fair enough. And then T Higgins, it really, I don't know, man. Like every, most years I latch onto a guy. I mean, it, it was Calvin Ridley in 18. Like, it, it, well, him and Sutton actually, but I just, I, actually watched a couple Clemson games his last year and his body control on the sideline was one of the it's greatest things I've ever seen. Freakish. Like he, it seemed like he jumped and while in the air, like snaked himself around a guy and caught the ball in front of him, spun around and tapped his toes before stepping out. And I'm just like, I like that guy. And then, yeah. of course, you know, I happen to like Mike Williams and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins and Sammy Watkins. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, no, I see a connection. I get it. Yeah. Hashtag team clubs in the big water. What I do, yeah. All Justin, right, cool. baby, 2022. I can appreciate that. <laughs> All right, Russ, that wraps up this episode. It was a blast. I appreciate you for coming on. Um, Everyone, make sure you follow Russ on Twitter at Dynasty Outhouse. Russ, before we go, anything you want to plug? I do too much stuff. Um, what what do I host? Trade Addicts Podcast. Well, no, I have to do this like by what days? Let's start with Sunday. I do the Dynasty Trade Calculator flagship show during the day on Sunday. During the day on Monday, I do Dynasty Wall Street. Um, Tuesday nights is Trade Addicts. Wednesday during the day is the DLF trade show at night is the day, the weekly grind with Peter Howard. Um, and then there's dynasty game night whenever I can. So I do six things. Wow. I'm, proud and of I'm probably forgetting something. That's okay. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Listen to a piece of fantasy football content. There's a pretty good chance I'll be on it somehow. Yes, sir. And he is your Dynasty Outhouse. And this is the Sit Down with Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at FFShaneB. This will be an audio-only podcast on the Fantasy Nightcap, which is at Fantasy Nightcap on Twitter. Make sure you guys sign up for Polly's Playoff, a tournament to end Alzheimer's. It's a Superflex tiered PPR redraft tournament. And your entry fee is $10. It goes straight to the Alzheimer's Association. Our goal this year, $7,500. We've been very, very close. But we're getting to 7,500 this year. You got so, me that link. I'll help you get there. I appreciate you. Uh, sign up for Polly's Playoff. And right now I also have a um, contest running for a signed Plexico Burris jersey. Um, it's my pinned tweet. And it's the nightcap pinned tweet. So check it out. This is the sit down with Shane. Cheers, ladies and gentlemen.